All right, what's up, everybody? Clinton Woods here uh, doing a pretty cool series, Useless Knowledge. We're looking at different careers, different hustles, profession, businesses, hobbies. Like, what do you do? Uh, really want to look at what people are doing, how, how different industries are providing different opportunities. You know, you may be somebody that's looking for a path to go, a uh, opportunity for your kids, someone you're connected to. So we're just going to be talking to people today. We have a very special guest. Um, optometrist, doctor, minister, reverend, all that good stuff. Lori Jasper, we're going to bring her on in and uh, really have a conversation, really get into learning more about what is optometry. We need to, we need to learn. Uh, welcome. We got Dr. Lori Jasper. Is that what you, how do you, what's your title? What, what's your official title? What do you want to be? That's doctor? it. Doctor. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, that's no, it. You got nobody, it. Nobody <laughs> argues with doctors. So I, um, I got a family full of preachers. It's a bunch of them. So I'm used to calling people doctors. So you're good to go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man, how has everything been going? How y'all making it through the pandemic? Man, we're doing it. I have kids. So homeschool is that's the hardest part. But um, it's tough now. It's tough in these pandemic streets. It's tough people like me. I hear you. Uh, the kids, I'm sure you are on top of uh, optometrist should have no problem with today's mathematics. Uh, there should be no problem to teach that to everybody. So we don't even need to talk about that. So we're good to go. So, uh, you know, let's <laughs> jump in. Like, I know people are out there struggling, just really want to know what is an optometrist? What do you do? They're very interested, I can tell you. So take my word for it, but just want to jump in. Uh, what is an optometrist? When did you know you wanted to become one? Good question. So an optometrist is actually the primary uh, care provider for all things ocular. So, you know, what we do is we, yes, with the eye. So we're like the primary, like frontline people for eye care. So we make sure, um, of course, number one, people can see clearly. So that means helping them if they need glasses or contacts or some type of vision correction. And then, of course, we make sure that the eyes themselves are healthy. So that includes taking care of any eye diseases, anything from, you know, uh, eye allergies type stuff to glaucoma where people could be going blind or just overall health stuff like diabetic eye diseases. So, um, you know, on top of helping people see, of course, we, we try to make sure that the eyes will last them for their entire lives and they won't lose vision permanently. Um, so that's what we do. It's mostly in a routine way. Um, of course, sometimes special required. Um, we don't do other than like minor surgical procedures. We don't do like major surgeries. We have um, ophthalmologists that we work with and they are the the eye surgeons. So though a lot of people ask the difference between an optometrist and an ophthalmologist, the ophthalmologist is the one that that does the surgery. So, yeah, that's mainly what we do did not know that. So I definitely learned something in the first 30 seconds of the interview. So that's big. Okay. When did you know, like, when did you, you, you know, you know, you know, your middle school growing up playing outside. And so what, at what point uh, did you decide I'm going to be an optometrist? I decided in 10th grade. So I started wearing glasses in the first grade and uh, my okay. mom would take me to UAB UAB School of Optometry for my actual eye exams. And so the the people would, they would do my exam. I thought it was cool, all these gadgets, devices. And of course it helped me to see clearly. So I loved going, um, but when they would finish with me, then they would be like, okay, now I'm gonna go and grab my professor and he's gonna check again. I'll be like, what? 
So you a student, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking you're the doctor. So then I realized, I was like, well, you're in school right now? I was like, because when I go to school, we literally sit there and just watch somebody talk and write things down. And you are actually, um, you know, this is your school. And so I became more interested. I was like, I would love to be in a school where I'm actually doing something. So from there, I became interested in the field. And it was in 10th grade that I decided that was that field for me for, for a number of reasons. You want me to go into them? 10th grade. You can you can hit a few. What's the top reason? What are the top reasons? 10th grade, uh, young, young Lori. Well, the, one of the reasons, yeah. Well, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I felt like being an optometrist was a good way to be able to be a professional, be a doctor, as well as, you know, you own your, you can own your own practice if you want to. So you're an entrepreneur as well. Um, it's a good field as far as like, you know, demanding. It's, it's, you know, it can be somewhat demanding, but it's not like I'm on call, you know, for real, for emergencies. I don't have to worry about waking up in the middle of the night to go deliver a baby. I'm not at a hospital. You know, I, I can pretty much kind of be on my own and independent. So it was a good field for me. And you could still kind of have time to have a family mm. and have kids and not be so overwhelmed with the career that you can't do anything else with your life. So I thought that that those were my main some of my main reasons. All right. Well, you were a very mature tenth grader, so you were a very, very mature tenth I, I grader. Was, listen, I was in tenth grade. I, I was in tenth grade, and I had my parents take me to UAB School of Optometry open house for. It was all college students in there, but I was in tenth grade, and they're getting mm. information about it, like prerequisites and uh, <laughs> enrollment so right there, and stuff like that. That's a good uh, for any parents grader. listening. Pretty parents, listen. Go ahead and get get your kids out there. Get if you're if you're interested in doing something, don't really matter how old you are, but go ahead and and spend right. time around it. Go study it. Go make sure that's what yeah. you want to do. So, um, all right. So you you talked about being an entrepreneur. What point, like, so you kind of I guess right from the beginning, you kind of said I wanted to be up, you know, optometrist. I want to be an entrepreneur. Let's mesh this together. So yeah. pretty much right away. So I I, I hear you on yeah. that. I knew so, I yeah. wanted to be an entrepreneur before I knew I even wanted to be an optometrist. I just always knew that I would probably do better working for myself because, you know, the sky's mm. the limit. That's mm. what I feel about entrepreneurship. It's just like okay. there's not really much of a cap. Yeah. Okay. So I think we, I think you hit on a per possible personality trait. I don't want to read too much into it, but you breezed over the, the, I should probably work for myself part. Is there more to that? Were you not someone that should be working for anyone else? Do you need to be alone? Like, <laughs> could you talk about, cause people listen to, like, I said, we really want to make sure people get like some of the, the key things that push you to that. Why do you say, why did you make that statement that um, you should probably work for no. yourself. You didn't say I wanted to work much. I, I am an introvert. I am an introvert. I, I, I don't know. But you know what? Probably because you know how in school you have those group projects and mm. you always feel, I just never like group projects. Maybe I just felt like I was doing too much of the work or I don't know. It's not that I can't work well with others, but I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> oh, so, and on, on top of that, I'm a, I'm, I'm a creative I'm a creative person. So I felt like being an entrepreneur would allow me to flex my creative muscle without anybody, you know, trying to shut me down. I could just, you know, be create as creative as I want. So, yeah. I can get behind that. Uh, I can get behind that. So what was the biggest challenge? <laughs> you started early. So, uh, uh, you know, probably getting a ride might've been the first biggest yeah. challenge, but how did you, what was your biggest challenge along the way? <laughs> um, my Definitely optometry school. So the, you know, the actual field of optometry, once you know it, you kind of know your stuff and you're learning it, but you, it's really not 
super hard, but it's very hard to learn. You know what I'm saying? So when I was in optometry school, those were some of the worst years of my life. You know, it's very difficult. They kind of, they haze you. It's like hazing for four solid years because they're trying to make sure no one's in the field that is, you know, is not going to be good or is going to, people going to go blind on your watch. They're just trying to make sure you know your stuff. So they are on you very, very hard. And some people don't make it. Some people, so every day you're living in this fear that I might fail because <laughs> I made Jeez. one small mistake. Like it's very, very a lot of anxiety. It's a, uh, it was tough school. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, little, I could just be an eye doctor. Oh, that's one organ. That you know, it got dark for a minute. It got dark no for a minute. No <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> had some dark times there. Okay. Got dark. Then, was, you know, you get in the somewhere. Went somewhere. And dog. you realize the, the Right. You get in there, you think it's one little small organ in the eye, but then you have to learn pretty much everything else about health and the and the body because it's all you can see it all in the eye. The eye has a lot to do, plays such a big role with the rest of you know, every a lot of times diabetes is discovered first in the eye. You know, MS is a lot of times discovered first with the eye, high blood pressure. So you have to learn about everything. And so, the eye itself is very complex. Okay. So Not easy. Metaphor. Like, the eyes are a window to something. So I, I like that. Uh, real quick, I guess it's not a shameless yeah. part because I'm doing it, but uh, now vision, you know, you've got some good stuff going on. This is, you're actually an entrepreneur. And so I actually uh, have been to get my eyes checked one time. So you mentioned being uh, kind of wanting to, I guess, knowing about optometry, going to the eye doctor really young. And so I didn't go to the eye doctor that much because as you know, uh, I have some of the greatest vision uh here so i never really had to go and get glasses and stuff like that so i guess i wasn't exposed so i didn't have that opportunity they had that opportunity but yeah i mean i had a great experience um got my eyes checked got a, a good clean uh check off it was it was unique because i um uh really enjoyed it so like you know it's not if you if he you haven't gone to the, know his vision is amazing. i you know i just it, it, we went there somehow but um, just wanted to, you know, if anybody is hesitant to go to the eye doctor, I know some people don't go, uh, it's not that big of a deal. It's very great. You're in and out. Uh, so great experience there. So, um, really rolling. So somebody, important. and that's the thing, even if you can be well, it's important. Yeah. Just to stay, you know, get that tune up. Like I, like I said, I'll go, uh, get that tune up, make sure everything's still looking good. Need to be able to see through all the nonsense out there. So, I appreciate you on that. But all right, somebody listening, they may want to be an optometrist. You know, what advice? What's the first step? Um, look at it from a young point of view and an older point of view. Um, we're really wherever you are. Of course, the first the very first thing you want to do um, is to maybe spend some time shadowing. First of all, just go to an eye exam, get your eyes checked, you know, people. You know, from that, that's, that's the first thing you can do. You can watch what goes on there and see if it's something that you feel like you would be interested in. And then from there, actually take some time and maybe shadow an optometrist if you can for a day or two. Just something to where you can actually see if that's what you want to do, because it is a very as much as it's like kind of a chill job that I really enjoy. It's a very difficult or I would say very involved path for something that you're not sure you want to do. So first of all, make sure you like it. Um, and then the second thing, of course, is go in, you know, you can go to the school that you might be interested in going. There's only maybe like 20 some optometry schools in the nation. And so not many of Birmingham happens to have one of 
And so you can look on their website or whatever school you're interested, see what the prerequisites are. They'll have it laid out. They'll have a section for interested students. And then they, they, that will actually tell you what all you would need to even be able to apply and then work your way from there. So you could be, if you're younger, that's good. You got to jump on it. Um, you can craft your like if you're going to college, if you're a high school student, you can craft your major kind of around the prerequisites for the school you're interested in. If you are older, of course, you can look and see what you already have, if it's still if it's still usable or if you have to go back and do re retake some classes. Um, and then, of course, just contact the admissions office and they'll kind of guide you from there. So, yeah, those are the main things I would go ahead and start. You can start that like ASAP. OK, so get started early. Learn about what you want to do. So that's one thing I tell people is to go spend time doing it. Like a lot of times, you know, I spend time with a lot of people or not, not with a lot of people, but around a lot of people that do different things, events, uh, has some success. And like they're very approachable. Like if you want to do something, if you want to learn about how they're doing what they're doing. A lot of times if you just ask, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be more than willing to do it. And so it sounds like you just offer. So if anyone out there is wanting to, to do something, feel free to reach out uh, to Dr. Lori. And so, all right. So one thing that I've also learned in talking to people that have done different things and, and from all walks of life is that, uh, you know, people are, are bigger than what they do. And so you are someone who comes from uh, interesting family. Uh, I'll let you talk a little bit about that. And then was it a benefit or was it a hurdle? Uh, get into that a little bit. Uh, you know, just a regular old family. We're f uh, five kids in the family, which I guess is a, a lot for nowadays. But, um, you know, I'm the middle of five children. Um, and I suffered greatly from something called middle child syndrome. Mm very, very, very severe um, syndrome. So severe that I thought that I made it up. And then one day I researched it, found out it was a real, a real issue, a real diagnosis. And that one of the symptoms was actually making up fake diseases. Oh. So <laughs> I, yeah, I know. <laughs> They're like symptoms making up fake diagnoses. I'm thinking I made up middle child, but it's not. So, so uh, that can go both ways when you're in a big family. Mm -hmm. You're the middle child and no one really pays attention to you. And you spend a lot of time, uh, a lot of time alone as even though I was in a big family, a dark place. Again. My mom and dad were always, I don't know, mom and, my mom and dad were always together. Right. And so that, that was their little pair. My <laughs> older two brothers, they were always together. I was whatever they were doing. I'm too young. They don't want me to do it. I'm a girl anyway. My younger two siblings, they were always together and whatever they were doing. I didn't want to do. I already did school. I did. I played house already. So I spent a lot of time alone and and, and grasping for attention. You know, that can go both ways. You can look for attention in positive ways or in negative ways. And thankfully, I tried to achieve. Mm. <laughs> Thinking yeah. they'll notice me. Well, turns out they still never did. I learned. Look where you are. Look where you are. I wanted to Finally, I learned it's more so about achieving for myself. Okay. Okay. All right. So <laughs> for my goals and dreams. Okay. Yeah. Went to a dark place a couple times in the last 15 minutes. So <laughs> I'm, we'll yeah, talk I later. We'll talk pretty later. hard. I got, I got <laughs> delivered from it. <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm going to check on my uh, younger brother. He is a middle in the middle, too. So I may just give him a call. Check on him. Middle of uh, five is middle of five is 
is more severe. They give them a holler. So that's why I'm stopping at two. I've got two. I'm stopping there. So no one has to live through what you live through. We don't need anybody in the middle. I agree. I agree. I always said I was going to do an even number. All right. So something unique about you. Uh, Everybody I talk to them will try to find something unique. Something unique about you is that you are a woman of great faith. And you have in the past, you'll do different videos of very interesting things you'll share of uh, tidbits and uh, just just tremendous stories. I'm going to show one of these clips and you can tell us about it. You went like all the way viral. Everybody was was seeing this. And so I want to share this. And uh, then we'll let you kind of talk about what you were seeing. Good morning, y'all. This thing had just sat down in my spirit this morning. Uh, The psalmist says, I pull up to the club, VIP, gas tank on E, but all drinks on me. Have Hmm. you ever been in a situation where you didn't know where your next was coming from? And yes, you may have pulled up to the club, and yes, it may have looked as if you were VIP, but only you and the valet knew that your gas tank was really on E. Mm. My God. But you trusted him. You trusted God. And by the end of the day, not only did he provide for you, but he also allowed you to be a blessing to those around you. All drinks on me. My God, today. There's an anointing on your life to bless others. And mm. yes, there's oil there. And we will wipe you down because mm. you're on. The psalmist uh, said, and so mm. there, I heard a lot in there that, <laughs> that can preach, as they say. And so, you know, when you, you recorded that, that, that kind of took off. Uh, what, like, what was that like? What were you thinking? Did you think it would like people would respond Dude. to it like that like what because i put around too and i, I like I... Thinking... Mm-hmm. no see what happens is when i get sleepy right mm-hmm. when i get tired i get really silly and so i was um like uh, you know in my head i was just like my instagram people my few instagram people they'll get a little chuckle out of this so i uploaded it there and i had recently gotten back on facebook i was gone from facebook for about two and a half years and i was like oh maybe facebook will find this funny because my instagram people they were just kikiing it up i was like let me upload it to facebook too and when i tell you it has almost like a million views on facebook because it just got shared over and over and over again and then it ended up like world star hip hop contacted me to see if they could um, use it. It was on the shade room. They wrote an article about me on vh1.com on vibe.com and all these random celebrities, you know, would be reposting it. And um, it was just, it was just out of nowhere. All these random people started following me. So it was, it was, um, it was cool. I was just like, you know, I was busy at the time. You know what I'm saying? I was on, I was actually <laughs> crossing. <laughs> I was actually pledging actually. And and so oh, wow. I, I was real busy. Oh, and wow. so, uh, you know, I was actually, you know, literally crossing. And then, and then when I came back to my phone, um, mm-hmm. apparently everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. So. Well, that's big. Uh, like, and so that's really cool because, like, I'm somebody who likes to laugh too, and I try, I try not to laugh at the wrong time. Like, I joke with my <laughs> wife, like everything's gonna fall that's apart from hard. me because I laugh at the wrong time. And so, um, you know, it's something that that I enjoy. So I really appreciate when people can take uh humor and, and use it well, to. You to know, 
you know what's what was funny about that? It was like a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, people were laughing. And then so many some people were just like, that was really encouraging to my life, you know, and I just really needed that. And can you pray for me and my husband? Because some, 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 some. And can you make more videos? Like we need more videos. So then I made a page specifically to do these videos and I do them periodically. And it's just a small group of people, a couple of thousand people who follow it and they um they yeah, they're real faithful. Real couple faithful. thousand people couple thousand faithful people. Okay, I got you. Small, small mega church of people that follow these messages inspired by lyrics to songs. So yeah, it was just fun. You know, right, well that, if it's helping people, I said, hey, okay. That is dope. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I found that to be very interesting. Not everybody can say, not very many people can say that they have gone viral uh, for something positive. Uh, so right. I, I, I didn't that, have to fight or take my clothes off to get on World Star. There's another, there's another uh, <laughs> nugget in there. I'm going I'm to move past that one, though. So we're going to keep rolling. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and get ready to wrap up. But is there any current events? I know we're going through certain things. Does anything jump to mind? Any any specific current event that you want to talk about? Uh, anything at all or nothing? Really not for real. Like right now I am on, um, you know, I'm somewhat unemployed, really, mm. because my, uh, you know, because of the shutdown and everything, they have, you know, stopped um optometrists really from practicing um so my office is still open my office manager wanted to make sure she was still getting paid still you know employed so she's there fielding calls and helping people with filling, refilling prescriptions and different things of that nature um but i have been just kind of trying to figure out when and if and when my be able to get back to work because so i have been doing the homeschool mom you know, thing. And that is, uh, that's my current event, really, to be honest with you. There's, it's just waiting. It's all, oh, and I've been watching The Wire. Oh. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. That is, okay, so. But I would encourage you. <laughs> no, that is, well, that's my but favorite yeah, show. That's like my favorite what? show. So yeah, everybody that works with me, I literally will make people watch the show because you have to understand the references that I make when I make them. And if you haven't I'm seen The Wire. I'm watching it for the first yeah. time. Right. Okay. And I actually saw that, that today. Is my, and so, that is my major current event. <laughs> yeah. And so if nobody's seen it, if you have seen it, I'm going to just say Robert's Rules of Order. If you know what I'm talking about, you know, if you know, you know. And so we're not going there. Uh, but that is probably just my favorite show. That episode. Uh, so, yeah. But we definitely pray for everybody that, that's, you know, trying to navigate this whole uh, pandemic because it's a very weird situation. Some people are still working. Some people are not able to work. And so it's just a, a difficult time. And so we're just hoping everybody can come through it, uh, you know, in one piece. And so we're trying to, uh, just support people through that. Um, wrapping up, do you have a question for the host? Is there anything that you want to talk? I've asked you a bunch of questions. Do you want to ask the host anything? Sure. Um, how did you come up with the useless? I think that's really great. The the kind of the slogan, you know, that all knowledge is useless until you apply it. So I'm, I probably butchered that. But how did you um, did you come up with that slogan by yourself? Uh, was oh. it a well-known statement or and how did you how did you decide to start a podcast? Great. All right. So that was three questions, but I'll take them. Um, okay, let's, let's, so, let's, let's, yeah, I kind of. Uh, you know, I, I I have a lot of conversations with people. And so I've kind of thought um, really late last year that I may uh, kind of want to take some of those topics, good conversation and just kind of share them. You know, it's random. I've done. Uh, yeah. So 
thanks for that. I forgot to actually plug the podcast on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, I started a podcast about a month ago. So if you have not checked that out, useless knowledge podcast, all your podcast sources, but uh, just really sharing the the unique thoughts and different things that I think through one of uh, probably one of my favorite episodes was I did a, a podcast on Netflix. And so really talked about um, some of the opportunities that were were there and uh, what that company was going through, where it started and where it's going and, and how you can watch along with that happening. And so um, that was very interesting. But, you know, from there is just having conversations. I think there's a lot of good information that we can really share and make it available to people. And so I've got a lot of interesting thoughts and I want to share it with everybody. Oh, that's great. I'm proud of you. I really am. It's really not my podcast, but I'm I'm like, I'm so proud of you. I really am, man. I just love to see people out here, you know what I'm saying, doing stuff and like positive helping people. Well, I I'll take that. Okay, you can't I didn't expect anyone to cry on the podcast. But no, I'm not uh, really crying. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> why you let it ride. <laughs> let it ride, but yeah, I mean, it's just really, it's real interesting. There's nothing, um, you know, it's just like an outlet almost. And so we're literally right now talking about uh, the NCAA and some of that uh, and how it relates to sports and athletes. And so, um, you know, the last episode was literally about potential collusion between the NCAA and NFL and NBA, um, you know, in order to. <laughs> keep individuals from having opportunities potentially. But uh, next week, Monday, we're releasing the episode on whether or not players should get paid. So definitely check that out if you have an opinion. I guess I actually, do you think uh, NCAA college players should be paid? Do you think they should be paid? And I've not really thought too deeply about that, but I'm going to go ahead and say yes. All right. Well, team, get, they're adults. get their money. All right, well. They're adult. They're adults. <laughs> and they're be. making so much money for so many other people. Mm. Uh, and they're they're putting their bodies on the line. On the, there's no guarantee that they will ever benefit right, from so it. You, you like to go to dark places very often. So I've noticed I'm just that. Saying, uh, I'm just saying the there's no most of those guys aren't ever going to get paid to do what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to end right there because I was, uh, I was one of those guys that never got paid for. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so now you're salty and you don't want nobody uh, to get done. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna end on that note. Since <laughs> most of those guys I, never get paid for I anything they ever did. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I will be breaking that down next week. But yeah, definitely check out the podcast. I want to thank Dr. Lori Jasper. Whenever the pandemic is over, y'all go and uh, check out Now Vision. Get your eyes checked. Uh, all that good stuff. What you got? Glasses, contacts. Uh, what all is in a doctor uh, optometry office? Yes, we are uh, located. We are located downtown Birmingham, twenty two twenty six First Avenue South, Suite one hundred three, Birmingham, Alabama three five two three three. That's about four blocks east of Railroad Park, right along the Rotary Trail. You can call us at area code two zero five. 777-5572. That's 205-777-5572. Wow. So you might have to go and cut that commercial because you had that down pat. So, uh, but yeah, that's been, like I said, definitely here. We, we, we keep <laughs> kicking off just the Youthless Knowledge uh, podcast series, just talking to people, uh, different careers, professions, hustles, whatever. What do you do? Hobbies. Uh, what do you do? Uh, how has it been for you? And if other people are interested, how can they get involved in it? So we'll be having these conversations going forward. Thank you once again. Everybody be blessed.